So um, some of you will have uh, listened last week. Some of you were here last week. And um, I shared a bit of a testimony uh, to do with the doctors. And we've um, put a post back out this week about it. But uh, I wanted to sort of continue the testimony and uh, show you how it fits in with what I began last week was, uh, or I made a mention of it during the, the message was, a phrase which was, read until faith comes. So that's what I want to talk about this morning. Read, read, not just necessarily read, but listen, watch, worship, until faith comes. See, we can live a Christian life and not have faith. That might sound bizarre to you. But that, that is living the Christian life by duty, works, effort, uh, law, uh, you know, rituals, traditions. But faith is a very different thing to all of that. Faith does something in us that makes us live the extraordinary life. Faith does something that takes us from the natural to the supernatural life. And without faith, I think if you put that verse up for me, Nick, it's in Hebrews 11, 6. It says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. But please read what it says. Without faith is a state we can be in. It wouldn't say it otherwise. So we can be a Christian, and we're a Christian because we have faith that Jesus died on the cross for us, and all of that. But the kind of faith that we live from, that, we, that pleases him, we need that. And we can be without it. There's times in everybody's life, I'm sure, when you, if you measure your, what you think is your level of faith, You'd say, oh, I've got more faith today than I did yesterday, or I've got less faith today than I did yesterday. Because we seem to measure that by a feeling, by, um, I don't know, our, our knowledge. I don't know how we measure it. But the kind of faith that I'm talking about, so uh, Nick, if you would put up Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says this, so then faith comes... By hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So, Hebrews 11, 6 says, without faith, so that's a condition we can be in. And then this verse says, but faith can come. So, whatever faith is, and I'm going to really get deep into what it is and simply into what it is, because sometimes theologians and whatever, you know, they can make it very complicated. It's like, I need to know if I've got it or not got it. It's just tell me, how can I know? And it's, it's really quite simple. But I needed to establish right from the beginning, we, we can be without it, but it can come. We can have it. And that faith that comes, so faith comes by hearing. The faith that comes by hearing is specific. It's for a purpose. It's for a time. It comes with its own power, with its own energy. To complete that which it came for. In Isaiah, there's a word, I've not got this scripture down for you, Nick, but I, I know it. It says, um, 
the, about the word of God. It says, so shall the word be that goes out of my mouth. It says, it will not come back to me empty. It won't come back void. But it will accomplish that which I sent it to do. Faith comes by hearing the word, which I've just quoted, God said, my word goes out of my mouth. And it goes out for a purpose. It goes out to accomplish something. And it won't come back until it's accomplished it. But between it leaving his mouth and us receiving it, that verse we just read, faith comes. So he speaks it. We can hear the word. But if faith doesn't come with hearing, then the power is not in it. The power is in when we go, oh, 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 God is saying something. When you get that oh moment, faith has come for what you've just read. Not faith to believe for everything in the world. No, I'm a Christian now. I'm going to be rich. I can have what I want, be what I want, go where I want. When I'm out, I'm out to Kenya in, uh, in a week's time, and when I'm out there, I, I love upsetting the Kenyans. Anybody who's watching, sorry. Uh, it's like they, they like to talk about dominion, and they like to talk about um, your destiny, and you can have your destiny, and, and a lot of the time that means having a car, having a house, having a job, having this, having that, and our destiny is Christ. The widows can have their destiny. The widows aren't going to be driving around in a Range Rover, owning a company, but they're going to be free and full of life because they have their destiny, which is Christ. So there's this what, this idea somehow that when faith comes, it means we then have the power to do... No, you have faith for what the word has come to you for. That's it. That's why you sent it. Okay, you're getting it. So what happens when God says, the word's gone out of my mouth, and then the word says, uh, faith comes by hearing what's come out of his mouth. Then faith will come. Where, where does that faith happen? Where does that come? So deep in the core... Core, deep in the core of every person, <laughs> somebody else spoke to me this morning and I couldn't understand what I, they were saying. Anyway, um, <laughs> deep at the core of every person is the power to create. Now, that's a real important statement I want you to catch. In the core of every human being, there's the, a power to create. And I'll explain it to you. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Oh, I've got a new water. <laughs> Genesis 1, 26. God said, let's make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the sea, over the birds of the air, the cattle, over all the, the earth and everything that creeps, everything that's creeping that creeps on the earth. Let's, so... There's a core at the, at the centre of us that's a creator. And God says, let's make man like us. So whatever that core is, we see it in him. So what do we know about God at this point in the scriptures? We've just read that verse, which is verse 26. But it begins from verse 1 to 26. We know a little bit about him. And what do we know about him? He existed before all things. He created everything that ex exists. He is triune, 
Father, Son and Holy Spirit. In fact, it's simple because he says, let us. So we know he's not stood there as this single God entity on his own going, mm, I wonder what I will do. He goes, let us. He's speaking not to angels. He's speaking to the triune part of who he is, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. How do we create something so beautiful? So he's triune. He creates, we know this about him, he creates by speaking both shape or form and life. So he says, let there be trees, let there be this, let the other. Well, they exist, but they don't just exist as in a painting. They exist as a physical, breathing, living thing. So one, when he speaks, the form is established, but two, the life of that form is also established in what he says. That's important. So, so like your trees that we've got like lying around the world, um, hundreds and millions and years ago, years old, you know, like they. Nobody says to a tree, "Now let me show you how to grow. Let me show you how to cope with winter and summer. Let me tell you when to, it's time for you to turn brown and leaves and fall off, and you know, and then whatever whatever trees are doing now." They did because he said it back here in Genesis. You and me, we're, I mean, we've got another little child now in our family, which is gorgeous, little Luke. He's just, Jude, why do I say Luke? I don't know. Little Jude, he's so, so cute. But like, mum has to go in and have a baby. It's like, yeah, well, they all do it. Go in and have a, I know there's complications sometimes, fair enough. But a lot of the times, it's like baby's growing inside your womb, it's getting bigger, it's going to come out, it's got legs, arms, it's whatever, you know, unless there's complications. It's always done that. Whatever he said at the beginning had power to make it carry on all through every generation. That's his ability when he speaks. He loves, we know this about him, he loves. Whatever he made, he said it was good. So we know that even that capacity to love is, is him. Everything he created was subject to his purpose and design and will. And God said, let's make man like us. How much of what we've just read about God was put into us? So let's have a ch check. The image... Let's make man in our image, in our likeness, let them have dominion. Image means re resemblance, reflection. In that sense, we're spirit, soul, and body. We're triune. In that sense, we're of the image of God. Likeness. What humanity was like in the beginning was called, and I, I read this the other day, I thought, oh, that's interesting, was called original righteousness. We, we like this phrase in this church called original design. How did... How has God made you? You know, it doesn't matter if you've been on this planet 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. It's shaped you, hasn't it? It's, it's affected your life. It's made you, you know, if you've had a difficult upbringing or you've had bad relationships, they all shape us and they make us into different characters and personalities and we like ourselves or we don't like ourselves. That's what the world and, and, and life has done to us. But we like this phrase, but what was God's original design? What was his thoughts about you when you were born? Never mind all these things have affected you. He has a plan to make you what he designed you to be. And if he has to wipe out all the rubbish that's happened, he can do it. 
to bring you back to where he wanted you to be. But this interesting phrase, it says, uh, humanity was called original righteousness. Two verses of scripture, just for you to see it. Colossians chapter 3, verse 10. It says, in Colossians 3, verse 10, put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image that we had at the beginning. That's the new man, which is original righteousness. Ephesians 4, verses 23 and 24 say a similar thing. Ephesians 4, 23 and 24. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Interesting that knowledge has to do with this, isn't it? That last verse said, be renewed in your knowledge according to. And now it says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you will put on the new man who was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. That's how the original design, the original man. So image, spirit, soul, body, likeness, original righteousness, dominion means authority and power to reign over, to shape and create the environment. Is it still working? Yeah? Okay, good. So rephrasing or continuing with the same phrase, deep at the core of every person is the power to create. That's important. So Romans 8, sorry, Romans 10, verses 8 to 10 says this. Romans 10, verses 8 to 10. What does it say? The word is near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. This message, the message concerning faith that we proclaim. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and with your mouth you profess your faith and are saved. Now, anybody who's watching this or even those who are here this morning, as Christians we believe this. We can either be saved or not saved. Christian or not Christian. Born again or not born again. It's like there's two distinct states of being That's what the Bible teaches us and how we believe. To go from one state to the other, this verse is telling us, something comes to our heart that causes us to believe. Then when we speak out what we believe, the the reality happens, we are saved. We are born again. We become a Christian. We are children of God. We are adopted in his family. We are made whole. All of that happens because belief came to the core it comes out of our mouth and it creates creates that new state that we are now children of God. The heart is where faith comes then. So right deep at the core of everyone, the heart is where faith comes. And the mouth speaks it and creates it. Proverbs 23, 7, verse, verse 7 says, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Shall we ask you what you think in your heart? What's the, what's the words that come out of your heart? Not necessarily about other people, because that, that would be a bit scary to share that this morning. 
but what thoughts come out of your own heart about yourself? Mm. As a man thinks in his heart, as a man is speaking in his heart over himself, so he is, so he becomes. Just so that you get in the picture over and over and over again. Matthew 21, 21. Matthew 21, 21. Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, if you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do, do what I've done to this fig tree, but you shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed and cast into the sea, and it will be done. Don't doubt but you'd be able to say. Now, I, I think it was Gary, when he was speaking, spoke about, it, it's like not necessarily a physical mountain, but like it's the mountain of situations in our life. It's that mountain of fear. It's that mountain of sickness. It's that mountain of circumstances that have built up. And he's saying, if God somehow puts faith in you about that, you can say to it, you've, you've finished, you're done. And that situation will change. It won't change if you simply say it without faith coming. Faith comes. If faith comes, you can say it. If faith doesn't come, it's just words. And then you're upset and depressed because I've been, I've been demanding that this situation change for years and it's not changed. It's like, well, okay, what have you heard? What you hear... Faith comes by hearing what you hear. You can only speak out what you've heard. Not what you believe, what you think you believe, what, you've, what logical brain tells you, I, I can quote this verse, I can quote that verse. Quoting a verse isn't hearing it. Quoting a verse can be done out of pride. For goodness sake, Satan quoted scriptures. Don't think I'm calling you devil, but... He did. It is written. He needed a slap. That's what I know. Proverbs 18.21 Death and life are in the power of the tongue. You've heard that, I'm sure, before. And James says a similar thing about it. I'm not going to quote James perfectly, but he says that blessings and cursings can come from the same mouth. So there's, that part is about the creative thing. When we speak, that's where the creation is taking place. What we're speaking is determined by what's coming from the heart. So I want you to catch that because that's really important. Here's how it, work, how it works. Faith brings from the unseen to the seen. Faith brings from the unseen to the seen. From the invisible to the to the visible. Hebrews 11 verse 3. So we can just have a little look at these couple of verses here and then you'll get it. And then I want to share my testimony because it's just a brilliant testimony. So Hebrews 11 3 first of all. Just so you get this link between faith and creation. By faith we understand, it says in Hebrews 11 verse 3, by faith we understand. Well that first of all that's an that in itself is incredible. I thought we understood by reading and logic and, and reason and I thought we understood by teaching and by college and by, you know, books and I thought, we, but it says by faith we understand. What? How can faith teach us 
But it's incredible to me because th- there is a great couple of verses. One says, there's love of God that passes understanding. And there's a peace of God that passes understanding. But we've both experienced both of those. And we know what they feel like. Because they were understood by faith. And not by logic and reason. So faith, by faith we understand. But in this verse it says, by faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that's confirming everything I've said. God speaks and it shapes. And we have the power of creation. So that things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So faith, when God speaks, he brings from the unseen realm and it comes into reality. We can't see it at the moment, and then it's there. You know? I, I really want to do my testimony, but just give me a second. <laughs> we'll get there. Think Hebrew, now go back to Hebrews 11, verse 1, and here's another part that I think that says exactly what I'm trying to say here. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the substance. Reality. Faith is the concrete, it's the essence, it's the actual, it's the existence. So in the unseen realm is, you know what, who knows the the future? Who knows when the last day will be? Who knows when the trumpet of God is going to sound? Only God himself knows that, right? But there's a day coming when the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians, we'll hear the sound of the trumpet. How are we going to hear it? How is that going to happen? I'd love it to be while we're at church, but it's more likely to be when we're on the toilet. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's more likely to be when we're not, you know, and suddenly they'll be, and all the Christians of the earth will go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we, will, we will all go. I know that. Has anybody ever heard that trumpet? The day that you hear it, you'll know. Because faith will bring that which is happening in the unseen realm into this realm, and you'll go, that's the call. We're off. Do you know what? If you're not born again, you're not going to hear it. So how do those hear it and those not hear it? How does one in a field and another one, two people in a field, one is taken, one is... How does that happen? Because one has developed a faith that can hear and see in the unseen and can respond to it. That's what I believe faith is the substance of things in the unseen becoming real. And then it says, faith is the substance, it's the evidence of things not seen. The proof, the existence. I stated at the beginning, faith has to come. Faith has to come. I can say lots of things, but they're not necessarily going to happen. I can declare whatever I want but it most likely won't come to pass. Matthew 9, 29, just one last verse on this issue, I think, of uh, the word about faith. It says, he touched their eyes. This is Matthew 9, verse 29. He touched their eyes. This is two blind people. And he says, according to your faith, let it be unto you. The woman who touched the hem of his garment, it was her faith that made her well. So the point I'm making here is, for those whose eyes were made well, faith came. And then they could go to Jesus and it was activated. 
The woman with the issue of blood, 12 years she'd been trying to get cured of this, spent all the money, and then faith came. I only got to touch the hem of his garment. And that released from the unseen into the seen. But faith was the thing that came first. Then the action, and then the reality. So I've got, you know, I started with this phrase, read till faith comes. Now I'm getting towards my um, testimony now, because then we can have this, read till fear comes. And if you remember last week, I said, I went to the doctor's, and at the doctor's, this was not last week, this was actually the Friday before, I'd had a pain in my jaw, side of my face, was very sore, and then I got a pain and um, uh, to touch my scalp was very sore, and I woke up on Friday with a really bad ear, and I thought, ah, that's it, that's two or three days of this, no, I'm going to go, probably an earache, an infection, get some antibiotics. So I went along, doctors, and she sat me down, and, and I told her what I, all the sensations I was having, and she said, have you lost weakness in your one left side? <laughs> she says, are you slurring your words? I said, no, I'm, I'm fine. And I'm, I'm honest with you, I was completely and utterly relaxed. I was not worried. And she said, uh, right, you're not going to be allowed to leave. We're going to have to get a blood test for you and a, a urine test. And, um, yeah, I'm going to have to consult. So, at this point, my wife is at... We, we went to the doctors together, as in we both got appointments. Mine was first, hers was, hers was after. So, Yvonne sat in reception and this doctor runs out of the door, legs it up the, <laughs> up the corridor to see somebody else. She texts me, what's going on? Uh, you know... Anyway, so she's, she's coming back seeing I've got something called giant cell arteritis, which is not arthritis, arteritis. It's the swelling of your veins in your head um, that if you don't treat it immediately, you could go blind. So she was very, you know, she told me these things and I was like, oh, it's okay, fine, whatever. I was really okay. I was not worried about it. Um, until I, until I got home and Googled. <laughs> Read till fear comes. Have you never done it? Surely you have, you know? You get a little pain in your knee, you read it, you've got cancer. You know, you do that, read it. It's like one of the signs of, you know, and you read until fear comes. Read till faith comes. I was very fortunate because I read things like uh, the life, life expectancy with someone with this condition is five years, and I was like, nah. That's not me. Then you read something else and it says, you'll probably live forever, it's fine, okay. I thought, well, I'll take that one then. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, what I said last week, and I think it's important for you to hear again, is fear and faith are trying to get to that core, that place where we create from. Both fear and faith are trying to get to that core. Faith comes by the word of truth. Fear comes by lies. And who's the father of lies? It's simple, isn't it? You know? When I put it to you like this, you all go, oh, no, it's simple. <laughs> well, because simple. Anyway, faith can produce life. Fear can produce death. It's logic, isn't it, when I start putting it together? Fear is simply words believed based on lies. So my testimony last week. Wednesday arrives, so we, we had the, the Sunday, we had some prayer on the Sunday. And I want to share that with you, 
How many of you were here last week? Can you raise your hands if you were here? Okay. So after the service finished last week, we had some prayer. And I said to everyone, look, this is what they've said. I'm fine with it, you know, whatever it is. But let's see what, let's just pray. So people began praying. And then over here, Paul spoke up. Now I'm really going to ask you to be honest about what I'm about to ask you, those of you who are in this room. Right? Paul said, well, I did my daily reading this morning, and I think it's for you. And then he quoted the scripture, and the scripture was Mark 7, verse 34. Looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, can you put this verse on the screen? Can anybody see that word that he said to them? What the heck is that? I can't pronounce that. But anyway, it must have been some kind of Greek. And it means be opened. So it was, you know, anyway, it means be opened. In other words, some blind people in this story that Paul was reading about had come to Jesus. And it says, Jesus looked to heaven and he sighed. And he said, oh, God, do it. Now, anyway, I was stood over, over there, and Paul quoted this. And when he read it, I felt something. So my question is, how many people here, when he read that verse out, felt something? If you did, would you just raise your hand? One, two, that's fine. Faith came. There was a shift in the atmosphere the minute that he read that verse. How many of you felt that? Okay, so others are nodding there. See, what I'm trying to establish here is there's the natural realm and then there's the supernatural realm. We're connected to both. So when God wants to do something, he has to do it from the supernatural realm. But he has to get from there to here. The minute he said that, ah, oh, shiver went through my spine. And I went, oh. I went, oh, that's, that's God. I don't know what it means. I don't know. He sighed. I went, whoa, 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 Jesus. Whoa, you love me that much? Whoa. And at that moment, I knew. I knew at that moment it's in his hands. I was not concerned. But I still had to take my 40, whatever it is, milligrams or grams, I don't know, 40, 40 pounds of um, <laughs> steroids a day. Like, I told everybody last week, the only thing that really did worry me outside of everything was that steroids can make you gain weight. That was the thing that bothered me more than anything because I spent the last two years trying to lose weight for a liver issue. But anyway, so... It was like, as soon as he read it, I shivered through my spine. I felt a physical reaction to a word. Faith came. Sometimes you might not get that physical reaction, but you feel something stirred in your mind, your heart, whatever. I knew it. I knew it immediately read that. I thought, okay. Everybody else's prayers were beautiful, and thank you, and I was so grateful that people prayed, and, you know, they were just as powerful, just as effective. But that shifted something in me. So, to, uh, Wednesday arrives, and I, I um, 
she told me, ring the, doc, ring the um, uh, x-ray department, you've got to get an x-ray. So I rang on Monday, they've not sent the uh, information through yet, Mr. Coleman, try again tomorrow. Okay, so I rang tomorrow, well, day after, and no, we've still got the, not got the information. Rung the doctors, oh, I don't know why she's not put it through, we'll put it through now. <laughs> rang, rang on Wednesday, no, we've still not got it. Oh, what the heck's going on? She rang me. Mr. Coleman says, yeah, you came in the other day. He says, yeah, your bloods have come back. He says, and everything is perfect, which I kind of knew. <laughs> and the bloods was okay as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I just went, Lord, I know, I know what he said on Sunday was, was changed, affected. And so she said, you can stop. Every medication, you don't have to be on anything. It's, you're absolutely fine. So I don't know what that was, but what I was trying to share from that testimony was there's a, there's a physical problem I have. I go to the doctors, it gets diagnosed. I read about it. So now my heart, that core of me, is being affected by, here's bad news. Here's a physical sensation that that bad news is based on. Here's information that's confirming how bad that news is. My heart could easily have gone, oh God, five years left. I'm in trouble. But I didn't. Because it didn't get to the core. It just got here. You need to know there's a difference between something entering your head and something entering the core of your heart. But when he spoke, that went to the core. And I went, ah, that's a different place. That's a different place to where I've been reading all this rubbish. That's where you spoke to me. And I knew. So the questions were, did anyone feel it? Some did. Did anyone notice something different or happen when he read the scripture? Did anyone notice a shift in the atmosphere? Was you stirred by what he said? Did anything shift inside you? I wasn't anxious before, but rest came when he spoke that. Absolutely. What do I mean by that? Faith came by hearing. Faith came. Matthew 18, 19, nearly finished. I say unto you, if two or three agree on earth as touching anything, they shall ask, it'll be done for them by my Father. Two or three of us heard that. That's why there was a moving. That's why two or three people felt a reaction. Two, where two or three get it, hear it, you can ask anything. But of the word that's been spoken. Right, that's really important. So let me conclude. It wasn't wishful thinking. Oh, sorry, faith is not wishful thinking. It's not declaring what you want. It's not quoting every verse in the Bible. It's not being forceful or confident or determined. It is hearing deep inside the core of you. It is a believing rest. It is confessing and speaking the words out loud. It is faith that has come for a specific purpose. Read till faith comes. Last thing I want to say is faith might come for something that you're not waiting for. So you might be reading and go, 
whoa, that's, that's, that's triggered something. What is that? But you've got seven things that you've come to God about. And it's not one of them. It's someone else. That's fine. Go with what faith comes for. That's, that's life. That's living the supernatural life. There's nothing wrong with, you know, being determined and trying and being courageous and all of that. But when faith comes, it's a different world. That last testimony, I've, I've shared it many times with you before, was um, Smith Wigglesworth. He's a guy who I love reading about. Uh, a Christian who lived maybe 100 years ago now. I don't know if it's that long. Uh, maybe, maybe not quite that long. Plumber. Um, him and his wife ran a church, but she was the preacher. He, he was a shy, not very confident, not very edu- not educated. No education. So literally when he got up to preach, he'd read the verse of the Bible and then freeze and sit there. He, did, he just had nothing to give. And then at the age of 48, he, he gets filled with the Holy Spirit, which is a, something you can read of in Acts chapter 2 in the Bible. Gets filled with the Holy Spirit. It changes him, absolutely transforms him. He, begin, he begins speaking, preaching for ages by the power of the Holy Spirit. He begins praying for the sick and the dead and they rise. He does the most incredible miracles. But one of his testimonies is what, what I share this morning. He was invited to uh, pray for someone who was dying and got to the house and in the room was this man lying in a bed, grey. You know? As in all colour gone, grey. Just the slightest of breath. And he looked at him and he thought, it's too late. This is Wigglesworth who's raised the dead, right? But he looked at him and went, it's too late. Fear and faith. Fear came. The reality, the circumstance, the situation came. And his mind took it and and he went, it can't can't be done. And he asked everybody to leave the room. But he knew he had not got the power to raise this man. So what he says, he says, I turned to heaven. Turned away from the man. He says, I turned to heaven. And I began to worship God. And I began to look at the wondrous God who I love and who I serve and who's done all these things in my life. And as I saw him and as I was engaged with him, as he says, faith came. See, it's where you're looking. And he's looking. You know, you can look at your circumstances and I'm not saying we don't have to be realistic, but he looked until faith came. And when faith came, he turned around to the man and he says, now you can get up. And the man just got up, completely healed. He says, but I couldn't have done that before. He says, I had to look to heaven. So any of us who are here today, we're, we're, this is not for your Wigglesworths. This is not for your pastors. This is for anyone who's a Christian. Faith is coming. Faith needs to, wants to come for you to live that supernatural part of you. And the more of it comes, the more supernatural you become, the more you live out. So thank you again for listening and thank God for an amazing testimony, what he's done. God bless you.